37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a very special episode of Pixelated Paranormal. This is going to be a different episode. It'll go down as our episode 118, coming out, I believe, on the 23rd of October. The reason why it's so special is this is also going to be our episode zero or pilot zero to our side podcast called 13 Nightmares. Exclusive. <laughs> now, with me, as always, is Preston. What's up, everybody? And Big Steven. What up? And then we have, first of all, our, our special guest is Brady. Hello. Brady, <laughs> a man of many words. Yeah. So Brady also uh, was the co-host of the former O&D podcast. He's a very good friend of our show. You've heard him on both of our roundtables so far. So together, the four of us, uh, we're coming together to make this very, very unique episode. Also, I would be as bold as to say, super fans, potentially, of the show. We're joined by Leslie and John. Hello. Hi there. So they are gracious enough to allow us to come record this episode at CD Trade Post. So we're actually here in Wichita. We're down at Pawnee and Seneca at CD Trade Post, Southside, Wichita. Um, stop in, shameless plug, stop in, check out the specials. They've got a lot of great horror movies, a lot of great prices, and just a really overall awesome store. So definitely come in and check them out. Tell them Pixelated Paranormal sent you. It won't get you anything, but it's still nice to know. It'll get you a hug from Wesley. There you go. As long as you're not a creep. Yeah, or a high five. Maybe a fist bump <laughs> if you're dirty. <laughs> but it is pretty cool recording here live. Um with among amongst us friends, yeah, and they've got the yeah. lights off and some a little spooky mood candle, yeah. <laughs> a spooky Halloween yeah. candle, putting out the Halloween vibe. Yeah. So, yeah. since we have a bigger crowd tonight, are we in the? We're, are we still in the Cadillac, or did we upgrade to the Ecto One from <laughs> Ghostbusters to accommodate? I'm going with yeah. the Ecto. We're in the Ecto this time around, maybe <laughs> for sure. Hell yeah, or the '88 Delta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're doing on this episode is it's it's fall. It's the middle of October. That means that we're well into horror movie season. So we wanted to join together to talk about our love of horror movies because Thirteen Nightmares is going to be a horror movie podcast. Now on our regular episodes, we'll traditionally just focus on one movies specifically now tonight's episode we're going to be dropping facts about all sorts of different horror movies um i'm going to cover some of the deep dives of like the stories that inspired these movies or you know things that may have happened because of these movies and then other facts that everyone's going to be sharing i wanted to say that specifically because i should drop a trigger warning some of the stuff that i'm going to be talking about may be a little triggering it's going to be gory it's going to be a little bit of true crime mixed up in there as well but yeah, we're going to kind of have a getting to know you, why we love horror, and so on and so forth. So just sit back and relax and uh, enjoy the show. And if the levels are weird, it's because it's a round table. That is true. We are all in just in one room, so it may have a bit of an echo. Yeah. But uh, yeah, deal with it. How's that sound? So to get things kind of kicked off, I thought maybe we should talk about what about horror resonates with each of us so much, why we love horror movies as much as we do. So, Steve, why don't you start off? What about horror resonates with you? Mm, it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint for me. Um, I'll just go back to like my childhood. Uh, I have a I had an uncle. He's passed away. Uh, only was around him when I was growing up as a kid. And during that time, um, <clears throat> I didn't know it at the time, but my my uncle Mike he had uh, schizophrenia, and he was like obsessed with um, Freddy Krueger, and he showed me. 
Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it was three. Damn. And three or three <laughs> to four. A good, a good one to start with. And like uh, he showed me that, and I was like, oh my gosh, it was so awesome. And and like I just instantly started loving Freddy's character and like all the comedy because I was before horror. I got into horror. I was really into com like comedy and like cartoons and stuff. So with Freddy, you get the comedy plus the horror. So I thought that was dope. And then um, then after that, learning more about more about horror, and then like actually going back and watching the first Nightmare on Elm Street and being blown away by it, even though Freddy really didn't talk that much and stuff, is pretty cool. Um, and then like for horror, like I, I I like the thrill. I used to get really jumpy at like jump scares, but I think that the way horror has went in the past five six years, people are jump scared out. Mm -hmm. Like it just doesn't affect you anymore. You know, you become desensitized to it because it always happens. So I'd like to say thrill, but um, a lot of horror these days doesn't doesn't do that. But I mean, you know, like I'm constantly seeing new horror movies I've never seen, and then it still gets you that thrill, that that tension, hearing the eerie sounds, stuff like that. Right. Uh, but mostly for horror, for me, and like this might sound weird, but uh, it's personal medicine for me. It um, I can watch horror, and you get that you get that high and low, just like I was saying. Like you get the comedy, you get you get the suspense, you get the thrill, and we kind of all need that to edge out in life and it, it just is the perfect genre in my opinion because right. it gives you everything you can have real artsy ones you can have dumb ones you can have scary ones you can have eerie ones like it all it's all it all it all goes together it's awesome oh yeah brady you want to go next um yeah mine mine started when <clears throat> i was i want to say probably around four or five with uh when i would go stay with my dad and my dad was notorious for Recording shows off, you know, Fox. <laughs> yeah, VHS recordings. Yeah, yep. I mean, and uh, <clears throat> I remember I would have, when it was time to go to bed, I would put in this, you know, VHS that had all these shows that he, you know, recorded for me. But at the end of them, whenever he would fall asleep when we were watching it, it would still be me up watching, like, Alien at, like, <laughs> 11 at night right, right. by myself mm -hmm. and, like, hiding. Like, he'd be on the couch and I'd be sitting behind him, like, you know, head peeking out. Like, <laughs> right. It's like one of those... It's always been, a like, a... Baby Brady. Like, a genre of, of movies for me that it's like you have to look. Like, yeah. you can't not look. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so, to me, you know, it's just from my childhood and being so, you know, terrified of it when I was a kid and then right. growing to love it as I got older. Mm -hmm. And, like, I love... The campiness, like the what people would consider terrible horror movies, B horror movies, and even C horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think the more the campier, the better. I you know it's supposed to be over the top, and they're supposed to be fun, and but they can also be very serious, and right. they can be, you know, leave you thinking, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, that's just kind of like even today with my wife, we'll go when we go to the movies. It's like you know, we're going to go see a horror movie. Like, like, like yeah. there is no other like movies to go see. Yeah. Like, and you know, in the world of, uh, comic book movies. Sure. You know, yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, what they do for me anyway. Oh yeah. And it's nice to be in a relationship with somebody who also supports that. Oh yeah. Cause some of these movies, they're, they're pretty terrible oh, to yeah. some people, you know, I remember when Shayla and I, we were still, I don't know, two or three years into dating and I wanted to go see 28 days later. And I was so stoked cause I grew up watching this stuff too. Yeah. And then we get in the theater and we're maybe 20 minutes into the gory stuff, you know, shit's hit the fan 
and Shayla's standing up and she's like, nope, nope, I can't do this. Nope. <laughs> I, and two or three times during that movie, she's like, I have to leave. I cannot watch this. And I'm like, what's wrong with this? Yeah. Realizing like to me, it's just every other day. Man, even with gory movies for me, like I still get kind of squeamish. Like, I mean, not all of them, but some of them just still like get me. I'm just like, like hostile. Yeah. Like there's some Fuck things that. like I just have Bloodier, to like. Bloodier, <laughs> more fucked up, the better, dude. Give it to me. I yeah. Mean, but like I said, it's one of those things that I cannot look away. It's like, yeah. it's like watching a car wreck. Oh, like a slow yeah. motion train wreck I love or that something. Shit. In that Texas Chainsaw remake they had, I remember like, I probably got the order wrong, but when, when, uh, Leatherface cuts that dude's leg off yeah. and then packs it with that rock salt. Yeah. yeah. I was like, damn. But when he's dragging him down the stairs into the cellar and he's raking his fingernails across the wall and he rips yeah. that fingernail off. I mean, I made a fist mm-hmm. set like on my hand crawling. and tensed every muscle in my body. I'm like, yeah. no. Yeah. So, yeah, they still get to me, too. Yeah. Well, Presto, anything about horror movies that resonate with you? Um, Really, kind of the same thing like Brady talked about, just being like a younger kid and like watching it. And then like, so like when it, in retrospect, when the first It came out, like now, I mean, it's cheesy as shit. And mm-hmm. yeah. but like when I was like seven or eight, and I watched that, and my it's dad horrifying. was like, "Yeah, <laughs> are you sure you want to?" And I'm yeah. like, "Fuck it, yeah, let's do it." And then that whole entire night, like I couldn't fucking sleep. Like I swear to God, like the clown was outside the fucking door. I was gonna <laughs> die. And then so it's kind of always that. Uh, I guess my first intro into thrill seeking, and yep. then later on, like. Yeah, I grew to actually love, like, the campy shit, like, you know, Evil Dead, and, so, like, oh, yeah. um, there was one that was on Netflix the other night that's not really particularly scary, but it was just so fucking cheesy that Jeffrey and I were both like, why the fuck are we watching this? But then we couldn't <laughs> shut it off, so it was, uh, it was <laughs> called, like, uh, The Cave, and it was about, like, this time loop system, so this professor is looking for the, the elixir of life, and he gets lost in this time loop in this cave, and then, like, the students go looking for him, and then they get lost, and everybody starts dying. And then there's, like, fucking Neanderthals inside this cave, and they can't speak English, but they're like, ooga booga, and they're, like, stabbing people. And you're just like, an hour and a half into it, you're like, oh, fuck it, I gotta finish it now. Carmen San Diego showed up. <laughs> it's on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. I just so. want to go on record and say, ooga booga is the least <laughs> offensive impression you've ever done on this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very you. true. Yeah. Good for you. Check it out on Netflix. Yep. The ball's in your court, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, um, for me, you know, horror, I've always talked about my grandma, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but something I've never told anybody, so this is actually kind of candid for me to say, the reason Exclusive. why <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I love horror so much is when I was in grade school, probably like first, maybe kindergarten first, part of second grade, I used to be bullied a ton. And I had friends, I had good friends, but I was always the punching bag. I was a short, chubby kid that wore husky-sized jeans. You know, with my bowl cut and everything. <laughs> Fresh. And we all had to go through the bowl cut. Phase. There we go, right. I didn't get out of it until freshman year in high school. So oh, I, I, I was out of it by sixth grade. <laughs> okay, well. I, I lucked out, I guess. <laughs> it was rat tail, then bowl cut. Hell yeah. <laughs> or if you were me, bowl cut with a rat tail. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I think that's a stingray. Go... <laughs> <laughs> right? Stingray? What the fuck? <laughs> right? So, so anyway, I used to get bullied a lot. And, like, I'd go home just like, how are people so mean because I was you know I was a pretty positive little kid and then I would start seeing stuff on TV and I was I wasn't sheltered but I, I grew up in a pretty nice you know house but I was never allowed to watch horror if it came on channel change if I woke up in the middle of the night and came upstairs and they're watching it go back to bed that kind of stuff I had to hide it from my mom 
Right. When I was yeah. at my dad, it, he didn't care. It was it was free game. But yeah, yeah. My horror. mom's, you know, horror was my porn. Like I had to hide horror from people. You know, like I'm not watching Jason. No, not me. Yeah. But anyway, like I started seeing little bits here, like um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four on you know USA Network or watching a little bit of this and that. And like you said earlier, mostly stuff on like Fox. We didn't have HBO or Cinemax. Yeah, growing up it was like Fox and I think maybe, I can't remember what Channel 10 is or what it was. Cake. Cake. Yeah, I think sometimes yeah. on Friday TNT, or Saturday stuff night. Like well, so anyway, I was always trying to watch these horror movies and it was always late at night. I'd sneak into you know, the TV room and turn it on or I'd watch a trailer of like Chucky you know, hitting the teacher with that ruler and all that stuff. And I just was so perplexed and so curious about it, but it was that forbidden fruit. Yeah. So then if you look right around six or seven years old, I'd go stay the night at my grandma's house for like these, you know, long weekends and stuff. And little did I know that my sweet grandma, I mean, she's maybe five foot tall, real petite lady, raised six kids, kind of, you know, divorced, all that. <clears throat> she had such an affinity for horror movies. And it was everything back from Universal Horror all the way up to, you know, Chucky, Child's Play, all that Dude, stuff. that is awesome that you have a grandma. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. It was amazing. So I remember going to her house one time, and I'm still not allowed to watch horror, and I opened up her VHS cabinet, yeah. and there's... Um, Light shine from that shit. <laughs> right, right. There was, um, I forget the director, but there was Demons, Demone. Uh, there was House... Um, House on Haunted Hill, there was The Hills Have Eyes, and then You're there talking was, about the old ones, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the old mm -hmm. ones, yeah, from you know, the 70s. And then also she had a VHS copy of Fright Night. That's and I remember awesome. it, I'm like, what is this stuff? And she's like, oh, these are scary movies. And I'm like, I'm not allowed to watch those, gee golly. And she's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know, they don't want me to see them. He's like a little boy growing up in the 60s. I, I, just, picture, <laughs> I, just, picture, I just picture Grandma being like, why? And then cracking her hands, being like, well. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Have such sights to show. Well, and that's what happened because she's like, "Well, pick one," and I'm like, "What?" She's like, "Pick one." I was like, "Well, this one looks neat." And so, Fright Night was pretty much like the old, the first horror movie I ever really saw from start to finish. And I think you know, spoiler alert, I think we wore the VHS out because I could excellent one. Yeah, that is. And so we started this bond of like, I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies at home. Go to grandma's house on the weekend, and my mom would have pretty much the same spiel every time. No scary movies, don't stay up late, no junk food. Grandma, oh yeah, sure, you know, give everybody hugs, walk my parents out, come back inside, get down on her knees, pull open that VHS cabinet, and she's like, I bought this VHS here, I recorded this off of TV, we've got this on pay-per-view, what do you want to watch? Yeah. And so anyway, watching those, those horror movies growing up, it made people less scary to me. So then I could go to school, you know, in first grade, and all of a sudden, like, these bullies aren't shit because they're not Jason. You know, they're yeah. not this unstoppable, quiet behemoth. At it's least not I'm Chucky. not being changed or chased by a machete. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, these people aren't shit. So I remember, like, in first grade, the first fight I got into, you this kid shit. was a third grader. And he'd always push me around on the playground, knock me off of the stuff. And I'm riding a seesaw horse back and forth. Comes up and he shoulders me off of it. And him and all his cronies, <laughs> yeah, we dork, and then walk off. And I remember, like, I just said, nope. Nope, you're not shit. You're not Jason, is what I said. And I put my head down, and I rammed him right in the tailbone to the top of my head like a damn bull. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm not. A, I was thinking I was a triceratops, but <laughs> fun fact. So anyway, watching these horror movies gave me the courage to stand up to bullies and not get pushed around anymore. Because awesome. again, it's like you can't stop Jason, you can't stop Chucky, but you can stop these people who won't just won't leave you alone. They're pushing you in the hallway, knocking your books. So really, the horror movies kind of gave me that this courage. To stand up to people, and so I mean, a big part of my childhood. And then yeah. my grandma and I, up until I mean, right before she passed away, she still loved horror. And uh, it's funny because when she passed, um, she wrote a note to all of us grandkids, 
and then her and each one was you know independently to that specific kid and i opened mine up and i read it and like the first thing was um you know my favorite memory of you is all the horror movies we watched what was the scariest one we ever saw i'm so happy that you know i got to show you these things it was kind of cool it wasn't this one-sided approach where i remembered that it was something she remembered too so that's awesome yeah that's i mean like i like the rest of you guys it was the forbidden fruit growing up it is and i think it it's it's a genre of a film that you have to like overcome the fear of to enjoy like yeah yeah it's i don't know like a rite of passage i guess when it comes to if you're you know into them yeah. A lot of people, you know, I understand people. Some people hate horror movies. But yeah, there are people like that for sure. Well, yeah. I think I, I mean, think, we don't talk to them, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for like because you guys are always like a forbidden fruit. It was never forbidden for me. My parents didn't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents were more concerned with like the overly drug use sexual movies, yeah. which usually tied into horror back then, but. For some reason, they didn't give a shit. No, that's and just like, when Dad would just cover my eyes. He's like, oh, tits. All right. All right, we're good. <laughs> like, like, oh. Did he ever leave his fingers spread apart? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just like, oh, <laughs> tits are terrible, but somebody getting their throat so it's not. It's so weird. Yeah. But, like, I, I also think that, like, because I'm so de- desensitized to it, like, that stuff never really irks me. There's been a few movies here recently that have done it, like, um... Uh, Belco Experiment is one of them. Like, oh, Jane, really? yeah, like that movie. I don't know what it was. But that movie, like, really, just some of them graphic, brutal, brutal death scenes is like really, really irked me. But other than that, like, I'm so desensitized to everything, yeah. and I'll watch anything. I'm still not a fan of rape scenes, like in movies. Yeah, any yeah. movie. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody that. is, mm-hmm. unless you're a weirdo. Yeah, it's true. There's probably a genre out there that people enjoy, but word up. So, John, what about you, man? What What is uh, uh what, what What is your I started out with just Universal Monsters, yeah. Frankenstein, Dracula, and just moved forward with that. When I grew up, you couldn't see these movies in the theater because you were too young. Mm-hmm. And my first time seeing Halloween, uh, Fog, all these movies was on TV, edited way down. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then reading the, the novelizations, they had movie tie-ins, they'd print books. So my first experience re- was watching Halloween on TV and then reading the book and then finally seeing the uncut version <laughs> like, years and years later. Like, no shit, I did yeah. not know Halloween was a book. Oh, like, yeah. For real, I did not know that until now. It's about 100 bucks on eBay, at least. <laughs> yeah. So the first one. Anybody, is about anybody listening popular. out here, John is the is the novel book aficionado. Yeah. This dude knows yeah. a lot of shit about that's, books That's one thing stuff. I appreciate yeah. so much about you is like, I'll find a book and I'll be like, hey, I found this. And you're like, actually, that's very rare. That looks like a first edition. <laughs> or you'll just know the prices of all these horror books. It's awesome. It's you like know? me with retro video games, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, the vast knowledge you've accumulated over the years. And I, I try to find more information yeah. as, as I move along. I, I, I'm still seeing, I've joined vintage paperback forums. I'm still seeing novelizations of movies I never knew existed. Wow. So. That's, now, that's awesome. have you read some of them, I assume? Oh, right? yeah. Are they the different? Fog. Yeah. Are they really? Some of them, some of them go more, they, they, they go more into detail, mm-hmm. you know, like um, Halloween, you can actually get an idea of what's in Michael's mind from the book. Interesting. Whoa. Really? Yeah. So. Shit, Brady? It, and it, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm slacking over here. <laughs> John Carpenter didn't have That's so tight. anything to do yeah. with, with that part mm-hmm. of it. It was just the isn't that the weird though? Because like so like now nowadays it's usually like a book made into a movie, and then the movie takes creative liberties. But back so well, it was like a movie, and then the then the book took creative liberties. That's yeah, tight. Well, back in like my day, yeah, 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 we we didn't have VHS. 
So that was how they sold them in the 50s, 60s, 70s. If a movie came out, they they put out a book version. Mm-hmm. And my, my sister took me to see the Frank Langella Dracula when I was 10 years old. Ooh, yeah. R-rated, and nobody in my family knew she took me. <laughs> but she... She liked Frank Langella. She thought, oh, this is cool. He played Dracula on Broadway. I really want to see this. Yeah. And she knew I liked Dracula. And she bought you me are, a You poster. are the biggest Dracula fan I know. Yeah. yeah. My, my license plate tells her. Yeah. 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 But yeah. no, they, uh, she took me to see that. And it, it was a secret that that we shared. And uh, Did I, your I parents remember. ever find out about it? No. <laughs> For real? That's, that's so no, crazy. I was 10. And yeah. I mean... And they that never movie found can out. be pretty graphic at times. Yeah, that's awesome. That's such a cool memory to have. Yeah. Yeah, she passed away uh, about ten years ago. So. And oh, she man. and she, she never found out that your well, sister. She no, took my, you? my my sister passed away. And oh, I, your sister she's did. She's the okay. one who took me. Dang. She bought me books. I mean, she got me into my book, you know, thing. Just giving me some of her old books. That's awesome. And she bought me a Frank Langella covered Dracula. And, and how how long have you two been married? Twenty six years. 26 years wow. and have you always yeah, has ever since you've been with John has he always been like amazing. deep yeah, amazing. <laughs> obviously but uh, like really deep. deep deep into like uh, horror and books yes. and stuff like that and like well, yes so he's when, a movie person and when we met he knew I was a movie person yeah okay not like him though mm-hmm. yeah. he Universal makes me Monsters look like... and Doctor Who that was those okay. two <laughs> I brought to the relationship so Hammer Films I'm just starting to watch Hammer films. Right on. Yeah. They they they're scary hard to get some of them. They they are We're working on it. They're yeah. uh, what was it uh, maybe like 18 years ago, 20 years ago, um, uh, a movie company out of England started to reproduce them on VHS and so my brother picked up uh, The Seven Brothers vs Dracula and whatever the werewolf western was and that was like the first time that I'd been introduced to him and he's like no you got to watch this this is like hokey shit. And we put on <laughs> the Seven Brothers versus Dracula, and I'm like just mind blown because I'm yeah. just like, holy shit, kung fu and horror in one movie! Like this is amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did one, you ask for more? Yeah, <laughs> one of the few Dracula yeah. movies I haven't seen is Billy the Kid versus Dracula. So that, that's going to be that's on crazy. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. yeah! And then the, the Dracula that um, Andy Warhol did—that's that's another one on my list. Ooh yeah. 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 That Ooh. came out, I think, around the time Young Frankenstein did, but because it was so, well, dirty. Whatever, <laughs> by, you know, nudity. Ooh, can't, yeah. you know, can't have that. Shame. Cool. What's, what's your favorite scary movie, Leslie? Well, my first one, my favorite, that's hard, because I have so many. <laughs> but the first one that scared me to death was The Exorcist, because I was too young to watch it. Yeah. yeah. We just got cable. When cable first came out, you yeah. that old. <laughs> My mom's like, whatever you do, Italians, whatever you do, do not watch this movie. Okay. Which is code for, hey, watch yeah, this movie you, when I'm not around. So, so you watched that first on cable? Uncut. Full. Yeah. So the, yeah, I was so my mother, up. my mother watched that in theaters, <laughs> and she told me like that it took like four times for her to be able to sit through the entire movie. I was crying, yeah. and I slept with the rosary in my parents' bed. Well, I've also, I also, I work with a guy that is, that is is Italian. He's from the East Coast, and he says because I'll ask him about because he doesn't understand my love of horror and like demented shit. 
So, and he was, it was really weird because, like, the dude is, he's very progressive, like, he's very open, open-minded. He just, it's it's that, and the reason why is the Catholic upbringing. He's not devout mm-hmm. Catholic, but because of the Catholic and, like, just, like, their view on, like, exorcisms and shit like that. Here's the joke that we have now. I mean, I'm, I have a total respect for Catholic, and I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. But our joke is, how come this only happens to Catholic people? <laughs> and I would ask my family. Yeah. My mom would get so offended. Yeah. Stop it. Like, he, oh, I've, my gosh, yeah. we're going to burn. Yeah, I've, I've heard that forever. They don't ever tell you why. Yeah. But have you noticed there's yeah. a connection? Oh, yeah. And I, uh, but it's funny that you said that about watching the extras because I asked him that, too, and his mom said the same thing. Like, like oh, no. my mom was messed up, like, too. Yeah, she like, there's, like, she's like, you don't need to be watching that, blah, 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 blah. Oh, she forbid us, which yeah. she cannot do. Our family is all about watch doing what we're told not to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on, mm-hmm. on that movie and the theatrical release, they, they cut that scene that uh, is called, like, the spider scene. Mm-hmm. And when they re-released the director's cut, they added the scene of her... You know, going down the stairs I, with her head turned around. Now, did you? Was that the version that you saw first? Or? No, I did not. Yeah. I saw the part. That my mom didn't no see that in theaters. See, don't want to talk about it because I'm still traumatized, yeah. oh, and I'm my age now. We're not going to talk about that. Either. But I mean, to this day, it. You can ask John. It took me years to be able to watch The Exorcist again. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. It still holds up. To I was me in thir- my thirties before I could actually handle it. Yeah. I mean, from watching it when I was too young to be watching it. The, the Exorcist <laughs> is one of the movies that I own on Vudu, and uh, it was I don't know maybe like a year ago. Uh, my son is really starting to get in like that. That scary filter for him is down. So like. You know, he wanted to go watch the new It because, you know, he, he saw, like, a video of Pennywise that they put the dubstep music on YouTube. And he's like, that's, Dad, that's funny. And so... It's such an odd way to get introduced to yeah. that. I remember you telling me about that. That's like, age. Showed Blake It. Yeah. <laughs> and so... uh Calls Blake. Uh, he's, uh, he'll be 10 in uh, January, so he's 9 now. And uh, I was watching The Exorcist, and I was, like, in the bedroom, and... Um, the kids were in the other room, and Blake's like, "Can I can I watch it with you?" And I'm like, "I mean, it's scary, man." And it's okay, Dad. And so we're watching this, you know, the movie, and we get to the scene where um, the priest is performing the actual, you know, exorcism, and the the vials coming up, and her head spinning around. And so he just nonchalant, he just kind of looks over at me, and he's like, "Dad, what 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 is he doing?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, he's performing an exorcism, and this is what it is." And so he's like. Okay, Dad. So priests are like magicians, and then just got up and walked out of the room like it was nothing. And I'm just like, yeah. He slaps you. You're a nerd, Dad. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh man, that's man. funny. I take it he didn't make it to the crucifix scene. No. no that's the <laughs> scene I don't want to talk about. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that because no ten year old should see that. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, true. You know what's funny is uh, that must just be like the apex horror movie because I I grew up my my parents were pretty religious. I was fairly religious growing up too. But my mom made me swear to her, like a, a sacred pact, I would never watch The Exorcist. Even as an adult, yeah. you know, I'm, I was 18, 19, 20 years old, not married, in college, going out every night, hanging out with friends. And I remember one night, like, I went to tell her, like, hey, you know, I'm heading out for the night because I was going out after they went to bed. And she just had told me, she's like, hey, you know, what are you going to be doing? Oh, we're going to watch some horror movies and just, you know, hang out. Just please don't ever watch The Exorcist. And I'm like 20 years old. Yeah. And she's still <laughs> making me promise. <laughs> that, so that, that movie was the sole reason... You couldn't watch horror movies at my mom's house. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. she hated it. That, that movie much. fucked up an entire generation. Yeah, it really? Yeah. 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 Do you I didn't fun? let my kids watch the exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to have fun? Google Catholic priests and exorcist steps. 
and Catholic priests actually go to those steps and get their picture taken at the bottom like they've been thrown to the bottom. Yeah, yeah I've heard Whoa. it's kind of like it a really, uh, forgive the pun, a very sacred place for them yeah. to go to. Well, the book, John, talk about the book, because I did not know about the book when, of course, I was only 10. Yeah. But John is the one who told me that it was actually a male. But that movie is based on a true story. Yeah. Wow. It was a male, not a girl. Mm. They huh. switched it up for the movies. Yeah, I guess it does make it a little more... Uh, Dramatic and makes you care a bit yeah, more. I guess it's a young lady girl. Yeah. versus yeah. a guy. Uh, Mercedes McCambridge, the girl that plays Reagan, like to get like the desired oh, the young girl. Yeah, yeah, the desired effect of how she would, you know, sound as Reagan would be, she would actually eat raw eggs and chain smoke, and then for her to do the vo- the voice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for her to do the voice, like to get the desired effect for, like, yeah, that little girl, yeah, no, Linda Blair, Linda was, Blair, was, that's what or no, uh, yeah, the, the person who did the voiceover, yeah, and she so would smoke? yeah, she would oh. chain smoke like all day and then do the, you know, the recordings. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, she would actually have them like. <clears throat> Tie her to a chair, like it was like a really like, kind of fucked up. Like <laughs> oh, that's like, a method voice actor. Right. Yeah, Holy I shit. mean, like I mean, they were know. just trying to make sure it was real, and it, yeah. they got me. I was like, wait, this like, little girl's chain smoking yeah. and chilling. Yeah. We have to admit that devil voice was great. Yeah. It was pretty good. I haven't seen one as good since, except for this new show uh-huh. called Evil. Have you guys seen no, it? No, uh-huh. not at all. It's a show on CBS. Yes, it's got uh, Mike Coulter. Who uh, played Luke Cage? Yeah. In, uh, oh Netflix yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the demon He's... named George. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, good stuff. It's, 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 it's pretty scary. Quality for TV. <clears throat> I'm blown away. It's my new fave. It's my new. It's called fave. Evil. It's called Evil. Yeah. Evil. They're on. They're, I think they just did the third episode, so it's not going to be hard to catch up. If you on. have Hulu, you can. No, you can't. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's not on Hulu. They're it's really I'm sure CBS All Access yeah. has it. CBS all yes, yeah. it's yeah. worth it, guys. Speaking of that, why are they not showing the newest season of American Horror Story on Hulu? That is because they're getting ready to come question. out with their own their own thing. FX is, FX now. We are a sidebar. We are systematically recreating cable right now because everybody Netflix and Hulu those are great, but now it's yep. like CBS All Access. I think FX is going to have one. Um, ABC has one. Yeah. NBC has one. The We're basically Marvel Disney. Disney. <laughs> yeah, Marvel Disney. They're big one. What? Yeah. Well, what going to be paying? It's it's yeah. gonna you're gonna have all these options and no real way to consolidate them. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna have you're gonna have to buy some sort of either machine to play them. That's where we get in the business, guys. Right here. Forget the podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is actually gonna be our Shark Tank. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're gonna make one machine that has all these subscription services. Yeah, <laughs> the pixel stick. The pixel stick. That's a good one. Million dollar idea. Hell yeah, that's awesome. You heard it here first, so nobody steal it. Yeah, TM pixel stick. Yeah, sausage trademark. Hell yeah. Well, before we get into the facts, does anybody want to? Any of you guys want to share your favorite horror movie? Is there a horror movie that? Mine was Alien. Like growing up, yeah. It's still like when I was a kid, when I would go to sleep and put my head down, I could only ever imagine the alien just being like right here, like the entire <laughs> yeah, time, yeah, dude, just like yeah. looking at me, you know, and like she's gonna eat your face, yeah, like oh, it was gonna God. bust through my head with her second mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah. That was one of the coolest toys I ever had, by the way, yeah. it was the mother alien, and you could the squeeze, queen. yeah, you could squeeze a little soft spot on the back of her head, and it would cause that little. 
whatever you want to call that, proboscis or whatever, to come out. Yeah. And then when you let go of it, it sucked it back in. And here's what's funny. I buried that in the sandbox we had out behind the house one time. Forgot I did it. And then like 10, 15 years later, my mom's out there planting flowers in that sandbox to make it kind of like a succulent garden. And she was digging, and she dug it up, and she said, said it scared the crap out of her. <laughs> she didn't know what it was. Like she thought fossil. it was a giant bug or something. <laughs> Holy shit. I felt terrible, but it was really awesome. awesome. Do you have it now, though? I don't know. It might be at her house somewhere. She may have thrown it away. It could have been, like, just dilapidated from all the yeah. being awesome, buried. So. <laughs> Steve, what about you, man? What's your uh, favorite? It's like Leslie said. It's really hard to narrow down. Things like that. So I'll just go, you said scary movie. So a movie that scares scary me. Scary movie, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's going to be horror, sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, but there's only been one movie that's ever terrified me to no other met, uh, land, and that is Fire in the Sky. The movie is so fucking phenomenal. It's just the last, what, 15, 20 minutes of that movie with the abduction scene. Like, yeah. it's just, it's brutal. It's mm-hmm. so crazy, so real. Um, and that, to me, is like, is the... Um, well, it's based on a true story. Yeah, it's, like, it's based on a true story. Like it's just, you know what gets crazy. me about that story is how that guy turned up, like when he went missing, and then they found him just randomly at some naked in yeah. in, in a phone booth. Yeah, like, I just it's yeah. for me it's hard to wrap my mind around that. It's crazy, like, and like for them to call it a hoax, you know, a lot of right. people thought it was a hoax. hoax, and then to put them dudes through the court and stuff, yeah. saying that they killed him. And like shit. it almost yeah. like it would have to be like such an elaborate hoax that I don't know if these guys had. You know. The real story, though, on that, though, so when the, you watch the movie, the movie was Holly, you know, Hollywooded up, Hollywooded mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and it's actually really scary. But then if you actually listen to him talk about the real story, the, the aliens that took him were like almost like robots and then they oh, took so they weren't the like they weren't they weren't the grays color, they yeah. were just like these little short midget looking robot things and then he kept hitting his head like he would float down a corridor and the spaceship was so small he'd like oh, whack my fucking head against like you know the tunnel and he was getting mad but then they landed they dry docked into this bigger spaceship and when they got out he was like it looked like Nazis in outer space and like the overlord aliens were you know eight foot tall with gold skin they were all bald and you know they started doing weird experiments on me so you're like what the fuck did this story come from because I want to see this yeah. now <laughs> that's like, the damn I it Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> David right. David Bowie's one of the yeah. one of the overlords about the base yeah that's crazy yeah that that'd be mine and then for like traditional horror like for me uh i'm really big into slasher so it's going to be a tie between nine on elm street and scream oh, they're both yeah. on my west craven they're both fucking amazing. interesting yeah and yeah. one of them kind of totally turns the first one on its head in a way yep. you know yep. scream was which i did wall. find some facts so I can, i've got some facts for thing i'm gonna talk about oh yeah cool do it well um i'll go ahead and mine mine real quick it's fright night that's my favorite why? I think it's one of the best vampire movies of all time. You mm-hmm. might disagree because you are the vampire guru, John. <laughs> the vampire lord. I think it was, to me, it was it was a great movie. It was the first horror movie I ever saw, and I feel like it really holds up today. It's still a fantastic damn movie. Um, it's got the coolest line in any movie in cinema history. You're so cool, Brewster. I still say that to <laughs> random strangers who do something stupid. Yeah. Like if, if some you know big guy and a guy in a big old truck drives by and cuts me off and we're at a parked and you know parked at a stoplight, I'll roll the window down and scream, "You're so cool, Brewster!" <laughs> and they'll just stare at me. Oh, that voice! Yeah, that voice. yeah. It's so crazy because like when we went and saw that when uh, Leaf brought that to Horror Fest, mm-hmm. 
We've seen that all the way through. That was yeah. my first time. It's an intense movie, yeah. My, pretty good. I, I made my kids watch it for the first time earlier, or later, later last week, late in the week. Anyway, it was... Uh, they like it? Yeah, they did. <laughs> they actually did. Yeah, I just, it's such a fun movie, and when my... That was loud. There you go, get it. You're so cool, Brewster. You're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, when my grandma passed away, the one thing I wish I could have got, because um, I didn't want to pilfer through all of her stuff, you know, let other people do that, but I really wish I could have found that VHS tape of Fright Night, and I didn't find it. I really, I'm pretty sure I remember we burned burned it up, like it just broke. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I ended up taking her, uh, I did take, I got her uh, DVD collection of, I think, the original Universal Mummy. The sequel and maybe a third movie in the series. I don't know if Karloff was in it or not. But. Karloff was only in the first Mummy movie. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then Lon, you got Lon Chaney Jr. played the Mummy. Yeah, okay, yeah. You got Tom Tyler, who mm-hmm. was uh, I think one of the Tarzans. I mean, there were there were diff- there was the original Mummy. Yeah. Imhotep. Uh huh. And then the later Mummies, it was basically Karras. Uh, okay, and he yeah, was revived yeah. with Tana leaves. You had to brew the tea. It was a, it was kind of a different story. <laughs> so but they, yeah. <laughs> it's cool that you know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there were like four or five of those okay, Universal yeah. wow. Mummy movies. I, yeah, I could have swore it was like a three-disc collection with three separate movies in there. But Yeah, and I mean, like I watched the, they have a documentary called You're So Cool with Brewster, and the coolest fact that was like the long game for me to figure out was I never understood why in that movie, why he bites that apple. You know, the the vampire bites an apple. Yeah. He's always eating apples. And I'm like, you're a damn vampire. You can't eat food. It'll kill you. And he's munching away on those apples. And then uh, during the actual uh, documentary, he mentions that it was a decision he made that uh, researching bats, he researched fruit bats and found out that a lot of bats also who, eat, who drink blood can also eat fruit. So he says, hey, I want to be a, a fruit bat. And that's why he could have a diet of fruit. Also, I think with... That's so dope. A, a film film trick when it comes to like villains or or you know of the like mm-hmm. when they're eating something usually an apple like it yeah it no, tends weird. to make you hate them more because for the whatever noise. reason <laughs> <laughs> apples are so pretentious yeah you <laughs> cocky <laughs> bastards it's also an actor's trick yeah if yeah. you're eating that forces them to keep the camera on you longer is it Donald really? Pleasance from Halloween and he uh-huh. was also in the Franklin Jello Dracula. In Dracula, he was constantly eating candy, something, and it was done to steal the limelight from Sir Lawrence Olivier. More. And wow. he, Whoa. You know, That's Yeah, insane. it's an actor's trick. Huh. I didn't so, know that. See, yeah. I'm learning new stuff. Look at that. That's why we're making 13 Nightmares the podcast. Right. <laughs> These kind of things. Bringing you the facts. That's awesome. But yeah, I think I think Jerry was one of, Jerry, was it uh, Jerry Dannenberg? Jerry Danridge, I think he's one of the best vampires in, uh, in vampire history. I agree, history, so, he yeah. was good. Yeah. Presto. Oh, no, man, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Oh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Kill Eddie Murphy. I thought you were going to say Eddie Munster. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, it's really hard to pinpoint down, like, a specific movie that's, like, my favorite. But, like, with any horror movie or any, like, you know, science fiction it's the movies that really hit on the lore. So, like, in Aliens, like, what really got me hooked on that movie was when they go down to the tunnel and you see that dilapidated or derelict spaceship. And then there's that alien who's sitting in the chair and he's been there for millions of years. So now that opens up all this back history that you can just explore and just the lore Which that that brings Which is why the movies they brought out, Covenant and... Prometheus, Prometheus yeah. are so fucking great, but people don't give right. it the credit it deserves mm-hmm. because of that exact reason. Yeah. Because you're like, holy shit, 
you see that old decrepit ass alien sitting there yeah. and you're like fuck this shit's been here forever yeah. like and then you start thinking yeah. you start and then the fan fiction comes out etc yeah. and that's why I, I think, like Prometheus me I too man I love that and like, movie so Dominion the second you know the, the prequel to The Exorcist mm-hmm. you know they had that scene where the Templars mm-hmm. and this uh, priest are up on this hill and you just like that shit because the Mason yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> so, but that's <laughs> like <laughs> they, they explain that history that this was the mountain where Satan landed and then you get yeah. to see you know 800 years Years, 900 years in the past so it just really builds on that lore so you're big into like the lore like the, yeah the like so building like building the, the world of a yeah. series or something like that like hellraiser like uh bloodlines okay. they were like that movie shit like makes no sense like you got like 17th century france and then fucking pinheads in space but i'm like they showed you how old that box was and they give you that history on that character that he was mm-hmm. once human and like just that aspect of it, like chub, boom, I'm in. <laughs> I, I, I get that. That's a cool. That's well, cool that, like, I think with horror movies, you know, sequels and like excessive sequels, yeah. like it's it's like a thing. You know, they they go hand in hand, and you know, uh, we were talking a lot about horror snobs earlier, and the people that you know you either like the original, the second one. By the third one, it starts sucking. The fourth and fifth are all a joke. And like to me, like I love like all the sequel. Even like even Halloween three. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? that's true. Yeah. Like for me, yeah, for me, like uh, my favorite Freddy Krueger movie is Freddy's Dead. Everybody else hates it. I fucking yeah. love it. It's yeah. Special to me. That was a fantastic documentary. I haven't seen. I hate to admit it. I haven't seen all the Freddy movies, but I watched Never Sleep Again, and I'm like, I need to fucking watch all these from start to finish, all of them. Yeah, they're fun. They're all on Shutter right now, I believe, or a good deal. They took them off. Didn't they? Yeah, they took. Why would you take him off, at, like on September thirtieth? You know. You know what? I was actually more disappointed. You can go to see trade posts to pick them all up. Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of, you can buy a you know, fill bag. Yeah, fill that bag, man. Oh. <laughs> all right, so should we get into our to our facts? Yeah, we might as well. Now we can we can take a break if anybody wants to get up, stretch, use the bathroom. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. cool. Okay, so why don't we go ahead then and get to the crux of everything, and we'll jump into some really interesting facts about horror movies um, that we've all discovered. Some (laughs) you guys might all know, some you may not know, and then you guys, of course, jump in if you know other facts, because I've kind of got it set up like by movie, by movie, by movie. Um, No fact is going to be too crazy, so whatever you say, we're just going to be, you know, on bated, bated breath, so... Mine are kind of all over the place. Yeah, but. and that's and there's not necessarily a, an order. And if you think of something later, jump back in when we're done. That's cool, too. Cool. All right, Steve, get us started, buddy. Sweet. So as I said earlier, I'm a massive Scream fan. I love all the Scream movies to death. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to give you some facts on Scream. So uh, did you guys know that Scream is actually based on true events? I did. Or inspired? Yeah. And that's my kind of shit. Yeah. I like that. So the film was partially based on the real-life murders of students in Gainesville, Florida in the 1990s. The killer, Danny Harold Rowling, was nicknamed the Gainesville Ripper. Yep. The original title for the movie wasn't Scream. The, was, uh, the opening scene in Scream yeah. is a, uh, like the stuff that the, 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 killer, says, the killer would says do to, Casey Becker, to yeah. the teens like, when yeah. he was killing them. Oh, like, really? That's like, that's like a real thing. Huh, like, like actual, like, like taken from ins- the real that, world. Yeah, that opening scene was inspired by wo- one of the, you know, one of the killings. I don't know how many yeah. people he killed, but. Huh. But the original title was called Scary Movie. Uh, the Weinstein brothers, who were the head of the movie's production company at the time, Miramax, decided to change the scream after listening to Michael Jackson's song of the same name. 
Wow. Oh, and ironically, the parody of that movie is called, called Scary, scary. Movie. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. And uh, did you guys know Wes Craven makes a cameo in that movie? Yes. I may yeah. have Most known. people don't know it's him. It's obviously a different plug from uh-huh. him. He's other... wearing a Freddy Krueger yeah. outfit. He's like the janitor. In the hat. He's the janitor. Oh, I did know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, I did oh, know like that. that. Yeah. He looks like he's got the green and the red sweater. I think it's right hat. before uh, the font dies. Yeah. Oh, yep. no kidding. Oh, yep. Huh. yep. Didn't know that. Uh, the producers hated the masks. Producer piece of shit Weinstein hated the mask and thought it was idiotic. <laughs> the <laughs> groper. <laughs> After watching Drew Barrymore's That's the death real scene. Story here. <laughs> After watching Drew Barrymore's death scene, he changed his mind and kept the new iconic mask throughout the film. Huh. Yeah, pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. And so seven total deaths. While the movie was deemed a slasher thriller, there were only a total of seven deaths throughout the film. Those deaths were Casey, Casey's boyfriend, Stephen, Billy, Principal, Hembry, Kenny, Stu, and Tatum. Rose McGowan, Rose McGowan dyed her hair for the movie. When Rose McGowan got the news that she would be playing Sydney's friend, Tatum, she decided to dye her hair blonde. The decision was made because Nev Campbell was already cast as a brunette, and they didn't want two brunettes. Interesting. The more you know. I always wondered if that made it more easy to identify people. You know, if, if, well, that's the blonde girl. Because I don't pay attention to names in half the movies I watch, so. Yeah. Okay, so I just learned this because I didn't read this. I was just like, I literally, <laughs> I literally was like, oh, I need to find some facts. And I was like, okay, my one of my favorite movies is this. Okay, so um, everyone here remembers, like, the marketing for this movie. And, like, when it was mm-hmm. coming out, mm-hmm. um, they showcased Drew Barrymore a lot. Right, like in in the trailers, Shame. Nev Campbell at the time was not a known actress as big as she as big as she became after this movie. So a lot of people think Drew Barrymore was the lead the lead role in the movie. Yeah, um, she actually did a dope thing. She actually was originally supposed to play the role of Sydney Prescott. Instead, she decided to play Casey to show fans that if her character can die at the beginning of a movie, anything crazy can happen. Ooh, did you think about that though? Because top like, billed she, actress, yeah, yeah, top billed actress getting her guts off of it, you know, hanging out of her, or mm-hmm. hanging from a tree, shit's dope. Um, so uh, the the mask is based on the painting, the famous painting, Edvard Munch. Yeah, Edvard Munch <laughs> or Munch, I don't know. Munch. Uh, <laughs> don't be a douche. <laughs> don't be a douche. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. auditioned for the role of Stu. That role, of course, went to Matthew Lillard. I'm so glad that Matthew Lillard was in there because I loved his like Villa Woozy here. Yeah, so. he is going to be down at uh, Texas Frightmare. Really? In 2020? Yeah. Wow. That's Steve, fucking dope. Because Steve's like, 13, well, that might be my 60 bucks. 13 yeah. Ghosts. <laughs> the 13 Ghosts is another one of my favorite movies, oh, sure. and he's in that movie, yeah. and he's in SLC Punk, and he's Shaggy and Scooby Doo. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. The party I scene. Like that. Yeah, that, that would be pretty cool to go see. Uh, the party scene was shot in 21 days. The last party scene where Jimmy Kennedy's character Randy gives his famous How to Survive a Horror Movie speech took 21 days to film. In reality, the scene only lasted 42 minutes because a lot of that movie is at the is at the party. Oh the, yeah, the, you're right. You're party, right. You know, and um, like that whole speech is just so fantastic because yeah, it's so good. it's so fucking true. Uh, the opening scene filmed in five days. The iconic opening scene and screen with Drew Barrymore only took five days to shoot. Drew's character Casey was on screen for just ten minutes. I don't know why that's a fact that we didn't need to know. I don't know why they kept it. <laughs> like, like, uh, inspired Call of Duty. The film showcased that the killer calls were from anonymous people. After the release of the film, the sales for Caller ID in the 90s skyrocketed. Ooh. Because you could see... 
Use promo code SCREAM for 10% yeah. off your caller ID. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine like getting prank calls like that back then. I may or may not have called people <laughs> like yeah. doing that. I never voice. got I never got pranked. I did a lot of Oops. prank calling. Um, let's see. Courtney Cox and David Arquette met on set. David Cox, Courtney Cox, or Dave, David Arquette and Courtney Cox first met while working on the film. The two later married and had a child. They are, however, divorced now. Bum, bum, bum. And the rest of these. Uh, the screenplay for this movie was only written in three days. I think it's pretty pretty crazy because huh. it's pretty pretty good. And that's when you know you have a good idea. It just yeah. flows out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Then, you know, you got David Arquette in a movie who eventually went on to become the WCW world champion. Yeah. yeah. Anything's true, possible, kids. True story. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ready to rumble. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it was yeah, it was a tie-in with that. They actually in in, in the storyline on the actual WCW broadcast. Yeah. He becomes world champion. He actually went on to actually legitimately be a part of wrestling for a yeah. while. What? Yeah. Yeah. Tie in with the movie. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. So in the long so list stage. of WCW <laughs> champions, there's David Arquette. What? Yeah. The He's hell? an interesting dude to ever just research a bit about like what he does. Because yeah. I was like, this dude just dropped off the face of the earth. Maybe he made that scream money, and that's all. He and did. the eight-legged well, freaks. No, he had that Courtney <laughs> Cox uh, Arquette money. Yeah, yeah. that's true too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the best job he ever had. And he made eight-legged freaks, and he's like, "All right, guys, I'm out of here. Time to, <laughs> like, time to hit the old dusty trail." <laughs> that's crazy shit. So yeah, there's my facts. Oh yeah. Well, okay, so I wanted to talk a couple Halloween facts, the, the movie Halloween. Uh, we're going to do an episode about Halloween, so I'll keep these kind of vague, but a couple of things I thought were pretty interesting. Number one, in the movie Halloween, the original, the sounds of them stabbing people in the movie were actually made by stabbing a knife into a watermelon. That's where that noise came from. I've always been fascinated by folly artists, mm-hmm. you know, how they make noises. I didn't realize I think this. it's interesting. Well, I think they break a lot of celery. Yeah. <laughs> when people break their legs, it's normally like celery and other produce. So, yeah, yeah, that's where the noise came from. They were stabbing a watermelon with that butcher knife. Something that Let's just go. recently came to be is that Robert England said the first horror movie he ever did was actually Halloween. Yeah. He was roped in by a buddy of his who was in charge of putting together the small team who would handle, be basically the leaf wranglers. Yeah. Because we all know probably that they used the same leaves over and over and yeah. over because they filmed it during the wrong time. It wasn't yeah, fall. It was like spring in L.A. Yeah, spring in L.A. And so they, they had to go out and rake a bunch of leaves where they were at. And this guy calls up Robert England. He's like, hey, you want to help me with this movie? Make a couple bucks? He's like, yeah, sure, why not? So he was part of the leaf wranglers in the original Halloween. Yeah. So In the uh, in the background of, of the original Halloween movie, if you pay attention in one of some of the scenes, you can see... A loud truck drive by. <laughs> <laughs> um, palm trees. Yeah. Which is not native to, you know, Illinois. So yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Oops. I remember the first time I saw that, I'm like, palm trees? It's probably California, because yeah. I was young Hattonfield enough to not really was care. the leading exporter of palm trees. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haddonfield palm tree. But yeah, they had to use a lot of the same leaves. Like, they'd... Yeah, they just chase them, them back down. Yeah, they'd rake them up <laughs> and then put them in bags and throw them as the camera would roll by. Yep. And they're talking about how they uh, they were dangerously low towards the end of the movie on how many they had because I mean you're not going to rake up every last leaf. It's like yeah. shit, you know, blow away. But oh yeah. Well, the next one I wanted to talk about was Child's Play, everybody's favorite Chucky. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And this is where the trigger warnings kind of roll in, guys, because this is going to be a real life murder that happened because of inspiration from the Chucky movies. And I'm going to censor some of this. I'm not going to give you all the facts because they are pretty brutal and it has to do with the child. So 
On February 12, 1993, two 10-year-old boys in the UK named Robert Thompson and John Venables kidnapped, tortured, and murdered two-year-old James Patrick Bolger. They skipped school one day, went truant, and then they went to the New Strand Shopping Center, and CDC footage shows them stealing a can of blue paint, a troll doll, some candy, and some batteries. The CDC footage also showed them taking James by the hand when his mother was being distracted at a butcher shop. So these kids just walked up, found a kid, lured him out. The footage shows them selecting the right target, making a plan, and then walking up and taking this little boy by the hand and then walking him out of the shopping mall. Wow. They had planned to just shove him into oncoming traffic, but instead they took him to a remote location off of like a railroad track. They shoved the batteries into his mouth and, unfortunately, into his rectum. They then splashed blue paint all over his face, similar to the scene in Child's Play 3 when he gets shot by a paintball. And then I will skip some of the gory stuff, but they, they stoned him with bricks and stones and inevitably dropped a 22-pound iron fish plate onto him, causing brain damage and thus the boy to succumb to you know the injuries. On February 20th, 1993, they were both charged with the murder of James one of the boys said that he got inspired after watching Child's Play 3 from a, cassette, uh, a video cassette tape that his dad had rented just days earlier. There's other murders inspired by the Chucky That's movies. Crazy. That the actual That's murder, crazy. yeah. So you can read more about this. I didn't want to give you all the gory details, just kind of pass over them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's also another famous murder based off of uh, people inspiring, being inspired by Chucky. Some people kidnapped a woman, burned her alive, all sorts of crazy stuff. Just like the Chucky doll in part one when he goes into the fireplace. It's so weird to me. Like, it's the most uninspiring movie to make you want to be a sadistic killer. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And during the court hearing... um, (laughs) Such a... I don't know. Like, to me, Chucky's funny. He's not... Yeah. I mean, even the first Child's Play, in the Child's Play, when it's not supposed to be, like, so much comedy... But, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's annoying, yeah. yeah. You just want <laughs> He's a little bastard, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just want to... But why would that inspire you to do that well, to a person? That's funny you say that because during the actual court hearing, they made that case. People were actually trying to sue um, whoever held the rights, Paramount or whatever, yeah. MGM or whoever it was back then. They were trying to sue It's universal, them. isn't it? <clears throat> Chucky? No. It wasn't... It is now, I think, but it wasn't back then. Right. But anyway, they tried to say that in court that, you know, this is part of the video nasties. You know, all the faces of death and all these horror movies that are so diabolical that they have to be restricted in 40 countries and all that kind of stuff. And I think it was either the writer or the director stood up and he says, no, this is not at all. Like, we've showed plenty of horror movies. The vast majority of the population is not murdering people. This was something deeply seated in that individual. Yeah. They wa- they would have done it no matter what movie they watched. So yeah. they actually ended up not having to pull it off the show. I think there's a documentary about <clears throat> that specific crime. Yeah. There could be. Yeah. And, and um, I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix, too. There's something called The Railway Boys. I don't know if it was that or not, if that's maybe me just reaching. But. Well, on a lighter note, the movie Poltergeist. We all probably know this fact, but they used real-life skeletons in the infamous pool scene, but they didn't tell Jo Beth Williams she'd be in a pool full of actual cadavers or skeletons. Whoa. No. You didn't know that? Uh-uh. No I way! Know yeah. I just told you. I just seen, like, I've seen <clears throat> Poltergeist before, like, oh, yeah, yeah, not okay. really paid attention to it, but that was, like, my first time seeing it in, at the Horror Fest, and I was like, I remember, remember I was like, I was like, man, I bet if I would have watched that as a kid. Yeah. 
I probably would have been creeped out a little bit. Oh yeah, movie. you said yeah, you did. I've say never, that. I've never like really watched it all, wow. the, way, all the way through. That movie so. still holds up really well. Yeah. It does really well. Yeah, that's crazy. All of them were real skeletons. Yeah. In that pool so scene. she Ugh. was on VH1's "I Love the '80s," and she says the film crew used real human remains to dress the set. They did not tell the actress. They uh, said they misremembered telling her they thought she knew. So she says yes, the skeletons were real. They came from Carolina Biological. They were a medical and science supply company that sold human skeletons mainly for medical use in schools and training back in the 80s. They said they theorized that replica skeletons did not actually exist back then or were harder to come by because they weren't a well-sold prop like they are today. Walmart, Dillon's, Dollar Tree, all of them sell skeletons, you know, but they weren't that easy to come by. So they just thought, you know what? For the sake of the movie, we're just going to use real human skeletons and just jazz them up a little bit. So when the, when it's a skeleton and, it, and it's a cadaver, like mm-hmm. you, they donate that body to science. Do they have to be listed in the credits? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. question. Huh? That is a good question. Wow. So oh, yeah, man, my my uncle's skeleton was. My uncle was in poltergeist. Donated. Yeah. Some of them were. Actual victims, right? If you know H. H. Holmes was a notorious yeah. murderer, yeah. Uh-huh. he killed his victims and sold their skeletons. And yeah. some of these skeletons still reside in the collections of uh, colleges around That's the country. Nuts. Yeah, and then um, over in the UK, Burke and Hare, same deal. They, I mean, they would they would they got to the point where they would murder people, skin them, and sell the cadavers. I mean, just hot off the press. You know, some of them still being warm uh, to the hospitals. But hospitals were like, well, shit, we can make more money by students coming in to practice on these than the money we're paying these two chumps, you know, just to go get these these bodies. So, yeah, we might do an episode on Birkin Hair sometime on Pixelated Paranormal, but, I mean, there's tons of great podcasts already about them. But. Cool. Yeah, so she didn't realize that she spent, you know, days filming that scene, swimming around in a pool full of actual corpses, for lack of better words, you know, skeletons. So she she lost her uh, her cool. She flipped her lid and blew up on him, almost walked off of the... Uh, set when she found out it's like i watched i just recently watched uh, quite a bit of that documentary over the shining mm-hmm. and like watching uh how bad they treated shelly duvall like yeah. I'm, I'm surprised she didn't just like fuck this i'm out i heard like, she had a breakdown yeah part of it yeah yeah, yeah she did because stanley would like just fuck with her all the time yeah and then it was real hard for jack to like not 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 be like that too but Stan was like, no, you need to be in the character all the time. Like, you're losing your mind and make her yeah. make her feel that. And, <laughs> he, and he stayed in character quite a bit. I yeah. Mean, it's crazy, too. And, like, she's went on record saying, like, that like that fucked her up the rest of her life and shit. Wow. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's but nuts. we got the shining out of yeah. it. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> true, we did. <laughs> Poor lady. I'm going to get some hate maybe from this, but I really liked the, the newer Shining as well, the one that was the straight uh, cable TV movie. I seen that one, yeah. Pretty good. I had the dude from Wings in it, I think. Pretty solid, yeah. I thought, so. Well, um, okay, so Nightmare on Elm Street, the real-life murders or deaths that inspired Wes Craven. Back in 1981, there were news of a medical mystery beginning to show up in the New York Times and L.A. Times. A few dozen people were unexpectedly dying in their sleep for unknown reasons. Men were young, healthy, and, you know, oddly enough, of all things, Asian. Papers dubbed the phenomenon the Asian Death Syndrome. Soon they changed that to just uh, Sudden Death Syndrome. But it actually affected over a 100 people by the time Nightmare on Elm Street hit theaters. The condition went on to become known as a less racial sudden unexplained death syndrome or Bragada syndrome. 
for, uh, for quite a while. Doctors were confounded. Medical professionals had no idea what was causing it. Furthermore, one family who had escaped the Cambodian killing fields had come to America in search of a better life, but their son was having terrible nightmares. He'd wake up every night screaming, like having night terrors, saying somebody was chasing him in his dreams. He was scared of the man who was chasing him, and he was worried he was going to be killed. One night, coincidentally, while he was screaming in his sleep, his heart supposedly stopped, and the boy died of fright mid-sleep. That's crazy. That would yeah. suck so, so bad. That I kind of nightmares if I had to escape the same buddy. It's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can run, but you so, can hide, Yeah, bitch. that's what it was. And, I mean, uh, there, it happened in Thailand. It was weird. It wasn't just one Asian country. It was several different countries, yeah. several different Asian uh Cultures. Yeah, and there's a guy that actually reported right after that that movie came out. Um, you know, his family came from Vietnam, and that that folklore is really prevalent in their area. So he actually grew up as a child having these nightmares because his grandmother would tell him the shit as a kid. Mm-hmm. And he said that when the Nightmare on Elm Stream came out, like he almost had a heart attack in the theater because he said that's the fucking creature in my dreams that was chasing me like oh really nightmare on elm street the you know the the producers and the writers and everything delve into that folklore so well that that actually shaped the way that the the character looked freddy krueger in the end so there are a lot of asian people out there who came over and experienced america cinema and were like (laughs) fuck it i'm out they're like i'm going back (laughs) that's rough well, uh, David Warner actually was up for the role of Freddy, but he passed on the part, thus opening the door for a young Robert England to take the part. So we almost didn't get the Freddy Krueger that we know and love. Crazy. Um, have you guys heard of the Lady of the Dunes murder mystery in Jaws? No. This Wait is on me. <laughs> this is fairly new to a degree. So... Um, Thought to be in her mid-20s to 30s, the Lady of the Dunes is a real-life murder mystery. She was discovered, or her remains rather, July 26, 1974, about a mile east of the Race Point Ranger Station on the northern tip of Cape Cod. Her new decomposing body was discovered by a 13-year-old girl walking her dog, and they assumed she'd been there for right around three weeks. So her long reddish-brown hair was pulled back and a glittery hair tie, and she had seven gold crowns in her teeth, but they were not removed, although they were worth several thousand dollars. Uh, Her skull was crushed, her body was decapitated, blah, blah, blah. So her head rested on a pair of folded Wrangler jeans and a blue bandana, similar to an outfit worn by an extra in the fairy scene in Jaws. So enter Joe Hill, the son of Stephen King. He's watching the 40th anniversary of Jaws when he notices in the crowd of extras getting off the ferry on the 4th of July, a female extra wearing blue bandana in her hair and auburn hair and also Wranglers. She basically was almost a twin of the figure they recreated for this forensic file. Yeah. He had recently been studying the Lady of the Dunes crime and still the unidentified murder victim um, being discovered in Provincetown in 1974 matched this extra. So they're saying um, that because her body was discovered sometime uh, somewhere near Martha's Vineyard in 1974, where they'd been filming the movie. So right now, look it up. There's more to it. This is really interesting. But supposedly, Joe Hill may have cracked this uh, this what gold the case. Hell? Wow. That's so weird. And she may have been an extra in that movie. And she's kind of an un. I think they said she's an unknown extra for that scene. But very. very but I bet that was such a busy time there. Them filming that. Oh shit! Yeah. Somebody I mean, could have easily murder dumped the body and rolled out. Yeah. Ran yeah. away. No problem. So. 
That's crazy and, shit. Uh, another fact about Jaws, the original ending was supposed to be just like Moby Dick, where Jaws would simply die from a harpoon wound, just like the ending of Moby Dick, but Spielberg, Spielberg thought it'd be more uh, impactful to blow him up, thus being more of a satisfying. Let's Americanize that shit. <laughs> <laughs> they thought that'd be more satisfying to blow him up to uh, audience Bruce. members. America. And uh, oddly enough, due to countless mechanical difficulties, Jaws doesn't actually appear fully in the movie until one hour and 21 minutes into the movie. It also makes it why it's one of the best toy movies. Because the monster doesn't show up till the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. They had to think of other interesting ways of just shooting the water and being like, oh, look out, look out, and stuff like that. And that so. music. Yeah, oh, I mean, right? Right, exactly. So we'll get to the good stuff here. The Exorcist. Told you guys we'd talk about that a little bit. Fun fact for Preston and I, because we're nerds, the demon's real name, although never said in the first movie, is Pazuzu. Pazuzu is a supposed real demon. He is the king of the demons of the wind. He actually uh, holds over fevers and plague, and he's the bearer of storms and drought. And a bitch-ass name. <laughs> Pazuzu, name. yeah. Right, guys, I'm going to have to go get the liquid sage. <laughs> <laughs> you have it in a bottle. He said, okay, so his description. He's depicted as being a combination of diverse animals and human parts. He has the body of a man, the head of a lion or a dog, talons of an eagle, two pairs of wings, and a scorpion's tail. Wow. Wow. Did you guys know the tale of the real-life serial killer in The Exorcist? We talked about it. We talked about it on the show? Okay, cool. So, long story short, this whole movie actually had a serial killer in the actual film known as the Bag Murderer. Paul Bateson was working as an x-ray technician in the New York University Medical Center when the director of The Exorcist, William Freakin, shot the famous scene of Linda Blair as Reagan undergoing a cardioid angiography. I am terrible at pronouncing these words. A medical procedure. Yeah. You really have liquid sage? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. What about that. Is that the carotid angiography? The yes. Pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we too we're done? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the procedure. Yeah. Had one so, yesterday. Did you really? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was just a rough pizza. Oh. <laughs> So looking for a bit of realism, the director wanted to use actual surgeons and neuropsychiatrics for the actual filming of the shoot. The surgeon's assistant was none other than Paul Bateson. Six years after the release of the film, Bateson was arrested in March of 1979 for the murder of film critic Addison Varell. According to Bateson's testimony, he had picked up Varell at a gay bar in Greenwich Village and gone back to Varell's apartment with him. The two had sexual intercourse. Bateson then crushed Verrill's skull with a skillet and proceeded to stab the victim numerous times. Bateson never gave a motive for the brutal crime. Verrill's murderer, however, may have just... I'm sorry, Verrill's murder may have just been the tip of the iceberg. While he was awaiting trial at Rikers Island, Bateson began to brag about other murders he had committed. He said he'd pick up gay men and murder them just for fun. Then he would chop up their bodies throw them in plastic trash bags, and dump them in the Hudson River. It didn't take the police long to suspect to suspect they had actually captured a real serial killer. In 1977 and 78, 
New York's LGBT community was terrorized by a series of brutal murders in which bodies of gay men were being found in the Hudson River, mutilated, chopped up, and bagged, just like Bateson would later describe. Conditions of the bodies made it almost impossible to identify the bodies, but lo and behold, the exorcist actually had a real-life serial killer on camera. That's wow. crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit, huh? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Now, Brady, you had some more to add to that, right? Um, well, I just have, I have, we already talked, uh, talked about <clears throat> the voiceover, but. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. I saw your purple. Yeah. Blue to me, and I just thought that was <laughs> stuff about Exorcist. So, okay, cool. Does anybody have anything else to add to the Exorcist? John, you have any fun facts other than what we talked about? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's too, it's too real for me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cool. It That's was a good the first. Answer. It was the first horror film nominated for an Oscar. That's what it was. Yeah, I knew you had a fact. And that uh, the scene that shall not be named uh-huh. when the uh, the mother is thrown up against the wall and uh, she screams like out like in terror. Um, th- that that scene that that scream um, that had her on this contraption so she had this metal harness underneath her dress and it was uh, hooked up on hydraulics to pull her back well the guys operating it actually pulled her too hard so when she's screaming out in terror she's actually screaming out in pain but it was like so real and captivating the guy's like fuck it keep rolling keep rolling oh, and geez. then they did the whole scene and they're like hey are you okay are you fine and she's like ah oh, my back she's splitting too <laughs> oh, wow yeah. it, it also a- got nominated for 10 more um oscars wow so like i mean it it was a big deal it, was, it, came out. it was a horror film not a horror movie yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. there's a official sequel to the movie called repossessed with Linda oh, Blair it's and, and Leslie Nielsen from Naked Gun. <laughs> oh, I've seen it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That if, sounds awesome. If you ever get a chance to see it, you got Like it. Saturday yeah. the 14th is yeah. the sequel. Yeah. Friday yeah. The 14th. yeah. That sounds awesome. I love that one. I haven't too. seen Repossessed in a long time, but I've seen parts of it. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I can handle that movie a lot better yeah, than The Exorcist. Yeah, me too. It makes <laughs> that movie it you can easier do. to stomach. Yeah. Hey, it makes sense. The Exorcist still was a bit of a creepy movie. I, I watched it for the first time uh, three years ago. I finally, that's funny because I mean, making that promise and having that instilled in my head that that movie was that frightening, I waited until I was probably just a little after 30 years old to finally watch it. Tell your mama? Yeah. <laughs> she, she, it was a heavy sigh moment. Like, I really wish you wouldn't have. You let me down. You failed me. <laughs> Excommunicado. Yeah. Yeah, that's why your brother's in the will. You're oh. Not. <laughs> All right, Brady, what else you got, man? Um, some early horror film, actually the first horror film to ever be filmed was uh, was a French film called uh, The House of the Devil. I'm not even going to try to pronounce how how it is in France. Or, you know, Les Manoirs du Diable. Yeah, and uh, in 1896, and uh, you know, silent film, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, early horror films were influenced by expressionist painters from the 1860s and spirit photographers. You guys have you guys ever talked about spirit photographers in Not, the show? We haven't really gone into yeah. like old you know spirit boards and seances yet. That might be a good episode to do. Well, that's, they <laughs> they help you know influence you know horror the horror genre actually oh, helped yeah. start it. So I mean that's that's why I love paranormal so much is it was real life horror movie shit. So. Yeah. Well, then you've got the Harry yeah. the Harry Houdini angle where he was actually oh, going man. and busting yeah. these people and yep. figuring out how they were doing it. And then ironically made a promise to his wife that he'd come back and let her know he passed on. You know, that they had a secret life. word, and she would go to seances, and mm-hmm. nobody could ever put that word. Yeah. So she she was convinced there was no afterlife. Hmm. Wow. Because he promised to come back and share that word. Yeah. 
That sucks. Yeah. The guy's like talking. He's like, oh, it's right, right here. I'm saying the fucking word. What was the word? <laughs> Let the man like, The medium's like pumpernickel. No, yeah. that's not it. Butlingus. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, other, other random horror facts. Um, walnuts and dead chickens were used for the gory noises that you hear in the Evil Dead. Which you know, the gore and evil that is like it's trademark. <laughs> yeah, so like speaking of that, when we watched Darkness the other day at, uh, in the theater, Leafs movie, um, when that one dude gets hit by that car or whatever, it oh, looked it just yeah. looks like a bag of groceries. It was so good. Yeah, that movie was. So I good. love that stuff was like a that. Bit gory, I love. I love it. I love it. I was like. Dang, yeah, so awesome. if if uh, if you guys haven't watched the movie Darkness by Leif Yonker, do yourself a favor. I think he said the Blu-ray's coming out uh, hopefully shortly after the beginning of 2020. Pick it up. It was so much fun. Yeah. Really I, uh, I I liked it way more. I mean, Near Dark's good. Yeah. I enjoyed Darkness more because it has a little bit of that Evil Dead, you know, campiness. It was very much a, an indie film of its time. Mm-hmm. It's done pretty well. Yeah. Like the way people build this up and the way and the way sometimes they'd be like, "Yo, it's this movie we did." I was expecting something way, 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 way worse, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I thought it was a good There's movie. There's like some really artsy shots in there and shit. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. Uh, it was really I think cool. it was pretty damn great. I loved yeah. it, man. Yeah, they came up with some great ways to, to do the special effects. Yeah. Special effects and just the take on yeah, vampires so. in general. Yeah, well, like screaming Leaf and vampires. Gary both hurt their hearing with bad shotgun blasts with their, their fake shotgun. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, so they both have hearing loss because of it. Huh, interesting. Well, and Preston and I were talking, we recorded a short show last night to put out for this week. I've always thought myself, like, okay, if you have a priest, can a priest bless a pond or a lake and make that entire body of water holy? Oh, and then when he did that, and then so during that movie, yeah. His reaction to that was hilarious. He's like, being besieged by this this, horde of, uh, of vampires running across this pond. And he turns around and he's like, oh shit. And he just dumps his holy water out of this two liter into the pond and all these vampires just melt. And I'm just like, fuck yes. The answer to my question was 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, man. it's a pretty fantastic. Movie. So I think we just need to get Leaf to make uh, Darkness 2. Well, yeah. I think coming up very soon there'll be a little information on that. Yeah, There's going to be a Kickstarter yeah. campaign, yep. I believe. Yeah. We'll just, we'll I, heard, yeah, I read something he was talking about. This yeah, history. we'll plug a big ellipses, dot, 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 yeah. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> I've got an idea for a scene I want to pitch to oh, yeah? in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Basic, yeah. Basic, if that gets done, we're all going to yeah. be involved in I'll, I'll share it with you guys if you want to hear it. Fuck yeah, trademark. Tell, no. yeah. The idea I'll pitch Leaf is, as the... Vampire hunters are hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come across a house full of paranormal investigators who are investigating paranormal, and they think they're capturing a ghost on camera. It's actually a vampire, and actually attacks one of them. Oh, that'd so, be kind of cool. Yeah, so, and, and it'd be very poignant for modern day. You know, because yeah. that shit's around yeah. every corner. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll would, flesh it out for dude, me. Dude, if, yeah, ca- yeah, yeah. if he casted us as the fucking paranormal investigators <laughs> and I get killed in a horror movie, I'll fucking love it. Oh, that would man. be pretty badass. For just the low, low price of $100? Yeah. yeah awesome. Right. We should at that point be like, you can cast me and kill me for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That'd be awesome. And hopefully down the road we'll get Leaf on uh, 13 Nightmares. I'd like to sit down and just... Do you want to get Leaf and Gary at the same yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaf and Gary both would be fantastic. Gary Gary was the star of the movie. He was the vampire killer, but he was also basically in charge of visual effects. Yeah. Which was, I didn't realize he was the kind of the lead in that movie. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm watching this, I'm like, that looks a lot like Gary, because I've never gone on IMDb. I wanted my first time seeing this movie to be fresh, mm-hmm. with knowing nothing other than the still shot. So it was kind of cool, and I'm like, that looks a lot like fucking Gary. A lot of people recognize Gary from conventions around the area. He does the visual effects. He does a lot of that, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get get both of them on the show. That'd be pretty awesome. That'd be cool. 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 Um, More facts. Uh, Annabelle (laughs) was based off the old uh, Raggedy Ann dolls, and my mother has both of these dolls. Yeah. And and, and these things are creepy. They're creepy (laughs) as shit anyway. Dude, they are like... I had one growing up. Yeah, I never was creeped out. Hers. Well, okay, so by the time I had seen them, they were considerably older. And, like, you know, they they looked like it. They looked like they'd been They're stored. worn. Yeah. And these things were as tall as I was. Like, they were, I mean, they were big. Yeah. And so... Um, Did they move of their own volition? No. Because you have to pay extra them. for that. My mom, kept, right. my mom keeps them in a trunk that she has. So. That's awesome. As she should. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a big yeah, she, one like those. Yeah. No, I just had a littler one. So one yeah, they are, but they are creepy. They look like they could just get up and like start walking. Like yeah. they're... And see, they were just so innocent looking till Annabelle. That's true, yeah. And I knew about the I knew about Annabelle way before the movies were ever a thing, just researching shit. I'm like, oh yeah, there's a murderous Raggedy Ann doll because you know some History Channel Halloween uh, you know TV show. Show mess you up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what the uh, the inspiration for Chucky, a lot of people say, was inspired by Robert the doll, which was yeah. a, a doll from like back in like the early 1900s. Actually, I just listened to a podcast about this. Did you really? Yes. Interesting. Actually. Oh, really? No kidding, though. Hell yeah. Well, that's what they were saying, is that was some of the inspiration as well for a killer doll was Robert. So, Our first experience with Robert was on the Ozzy Osbourne uh, show with, with Jack, Ozzy. where they travel oh, across country. They, yeah, is that a pretty good show? Yeah. It is. It, is Ozzy it? is very entertaining. Jack yeah. buys one of the Robert dolls. They go uh-huh. to the Robert Museum yeah. and buys, and he keeps... It it's pretty Aussie cool because it's like it. he's grown up and he, and now it's his time to like yeah I don't know yeah he had it, a lot of fun doing it yeah. in fact he wanted to do that show more than tour oh wow yeah. no but kidding he huh? was meeting all kinds of people and like seeing other things and stuff like that yeah because yeah, I'm sure being you know a star like that yeah. Watch the one where like they made like a chocolate out of a, an Aussie chocolate head or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Huh? Yeah, yes, they do all kinds did. of shit and they get to go. They get yeah, he gets to go see. Stuff that you know you normally wouldn't be able to see. That, I hope they you know, go back that and big. do it again. Yeah, yeah. it's yes. like having an all-access pass to life. You get to it's go pretty just much. You do whatever you do want. Yep. Oh, Bite one bat head off, fun. and you just have a golden ticket. It's yeah. fun to watch him though, because you can. <laughs> he gets dove. he gets so cranked out so easy, mm-hmm. and I love it. I do. You know, another really great show of uh, famous celebrity investigators. I loved Rob Lowe's The Low Files. Did you guys ever watch that? No. Tell me more. It was a bit cheesy, but um, Rob Lowe and his two sons went cross-country, and they would have each episode about like one topic, like Bigfoot, aliens, ghosts, all this random shit. And it was fun because it had a little bit of that reality TV aspect because like every every episode is him in the car with his two sons talking about you know how school blah blah this it, they'd stop at like gas stations to get donuts there's a little bit of some B roll and then like you know high high fiving people taking photos but they had some pretty decent you know deep dives into some of the phenomenon and I was really gutted whenever they said they canceled it and did not do a season two so, so you might be able to find it on Hulu. Out. Uh, a couple years ago, probably, because we oh, talked about a few episodes. Yeah, I, I loved it. That. I thought it was great. I thought that it was fantastic, cool. but cool. Cool. Um, <clears throat> also, uh, and 
we talked about Dracula earlier. He's been portrayed 272 times in films throughout history. Really? Through the history of, yeah, I guess, Dracula. Huh. So. Do you debate? No. <laughs> Actually. That, that number that number keeps going up. Yeah. Just... yeah, that's true. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And when, you know, whenever that was wrote, who knows how much it is by now. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I didn't think about that many. Now, is that Dracula himself or vampires? Or... No, just Dracula. It's just Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. Holy shit. Count. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the, the first the first Dracula movie was Nosferatu. Yes. And, and uh, stolen. Basically, they stole the entire story. Yeah. And long story short, Florence Stoker oh got very upset and sued. <laughs> yes. And the, she found a very unique way to sue. She joined a author's union uh-huh. that would protect your rights and she couldn't afford a lawyer but mm-hmm. she could afford the dues for this union. <laughs> the monthly dues so yeah. she joined the union and then she goes oh and by the way i've got this issue with this german film that stole my husband's work oh, and wow. she she basically forced them to eventually get the film banned uh-huh and i remember that there was a destruction order luckily there are copies that have survived yeah, luckily yeah. there were bootleggers even back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just shows humans will rip anything off. Oh, man, mm-hmm. yeah, any idea. Well, and you know, I just uh, I read recently that the guy portraying uh, Nosferatu, Count Orlock, is it? Yeah, um, Max only... Shrek. Yeah, portrayed, yeah. yeah. Um, he only blinked once Yeah. in his entire performance on camera. He only blinked one time. They're trying to just portray that really, you know, just... Demon-like stare. Fuck that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, one of my other favorite horror movies, and I don't, I don't know if I consider this more of a thriller or suspense, but uh, Silence of the Lambs is the only horror movie to win Best Picture. Oh yeah. Horror movies generally don't have a good track record with uh, award shows or yeah, any type of. True that. So, I'd call that horror. But when it did, it won. Uh, Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor. Jodie Foster won Best Actress. Jonathan uh, Demi won Best Director. I mean, they cleaned house with it. So, yeah, that's badass. Oh yeah. Well, Presto, what do you got, buddy? Evil Dead. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Bringing my boomstick. So, um, speaking of boomsticks, it's a known fact, or I guess I didn't know this. But uh, so the film's famous for is for its uh, practical effects, and the film used live ammunition. So they had a really low budget, and um, they talk about how uh, you know they had to deal with like freezing cold swamps. And uh, Rami got chased by a bull. So Rami. Rami. They were out like you know in ramen. the, the uh, ramen noodles. <laughs> they were out in the Appalachian, you know the Appalachian. Appalachian woods, Appalachian, Appalachians, and uh, there's just like a fucking bull, like a wild bull out in the middle, <laughs> and like they're like cut, and then all of a sudden the bull just like chased them. Should have kept that shit in there. That'd been hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And <laughs> so you know they had to deal with moonshine, squatters, um, you name wow. it. They saw it, and uh, so they said that um, you know it was. Com- Completely different world and mentality. We used real ammunition and the shotgun, and we shot it at a real cabin in the woods with hunters and howling dogs in the background. So, wow. Yeah. Well, that, that movie was made, with, I think, only on a few thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. shoestring budget for yeah, sure. Yeah. And speaking of dead chickens, 
Um, that famous scene of the melting corpse, that's made up from everything from oatmeal to cockroaches. Yeah. Um, so the, the effects supervisor, Tom Solomon, said that I, I wanted to make it seem like their biology was actually changing. And among the many ingredients used uh, to concoct the mush coming out of the melting corpse, Solomon cites oatmeal, snakes, guts made from marshmallow strings, and Madagascar cockroaches, which they acquired from Michigan State University. Oh, wow. Wow. And the other stuff that wasn't animals, they just found out back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Bruce Campbell pointed out that everything was real, even the drugs. Um, so there, uh, he was on the Spooky Empire event, uh -huh. and he was talking. He said the illegal substances known as marijuana was uh, somehow forced upon us in Tennessee. I was forced to ingest this marijuana by a local <laughs> re reprobate, and therefore became, let's just say, affected by the THC. I therefore lost my uh, any sense of time and uh, where I was. And that time, Sam decided to go ahead and shoot Ash having a breakdown. Really? So yeah. that's him really tripping then? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because so. I'm like, this dude... It had to be laced with something. <laughs> just fucking just weed know, make him yeah. look crazy. I, I think it affects people. And again, he's just a weirdo anyway. Well, during <laughs> that scene, I'm always like, this guy's like way overacting, but at the same time, <laughs> like, I'm buying just, it. Like, he's just yeah. tripping. Yeah. Losing his damn mind. Because he's high as balls. Yeah, he got, a lay, he got some fucking PCP on that marijuana. <laughs> everybody right? like Tennessee everybody likes Bruce Campbell, though. Yeah. I mean, especially true. nowadays. He's... Yeah. And the uh, and the Morrisontown cabin where the film was shot had its own real life horror story. So uh, during an interview with uh, John Gallagher, um, the director recounted a horror story involving three generations of women: a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter who previously occupied the cabin. One night during a thunderstorm, the little girl woke up and was scared by the lightning happening around the cabin. She ran into her mother's room and pulling back the covers and then climbing into bed with her, she then found her mother was dead. Ugh. She was so frightened that she ran to her grandmother's room and somehow that same evening, she had died as well. So the little girl ran out into the store. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually came upon a farmhouse with which a family was still living there. And so she's like, ah, banging on the doors and freaking out. So it wakes everybody up in the house. And so they took her, uh, they took care of her. And then um, after that, you know, nobody lived in this cabin and became this little, you know, dilapidated shack that they eventually filmed the movie. Well, the little girl, uh, who's an, at this point is an old woman, um, for the rest of her life, whenever there was a thunderstorm, like PTSD Aww, or whatever it was, yeah. would kick in. And she would start like sleepwalking. She would get up in the middle of the night. She would like run around outside, like screaming and be really frantic. And as they were filming this, like the the first night of filming, um, there was a thunderstorm. So the family that still owned the farmhouse thought that they would actually find the old woman because she had kind of you know moved to that general area. So they thought that um, as they were filming and this thunderstorm was going on, that they would find her out in the woods. But she just disappeared. Nobody knew what happened to her. Wow. So there's like a mystery of what happened to the old woman in the storm. Like, wow. Wow. She could have made her cameo. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> and during an interview later, she said, they locked me in the cellar and they let me out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know any of that shit. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Series, huh? 
You know what's funny about... Uh, and you didn't know that a Delta 88 was not actually made in 1988, yeah. but it was the name of a car. That we had an produces. argument about this car, and he's like, yeah, Delta 88. And I'm like, you dumb fuck. That didn't come out till like, way after the movie was filmed. I didn't realize a Delta 88 was not made in 1988. Yeah. So. Preston had his, That was Preston's one moment to yeah. trump Sean on yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. He, he fucking it. relished in it, dude. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> I think that kind of concludes the facts and everything we yep. had show notes wise. You guys got anything you want to add? Any things burning in the back of your brain that you want to share? This uh, time? No. Not, Fair not this time? Yeah, cool. That's we'll great. wait for your Halloween episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will uh, we'll definitely come back Absolutely. and do this again if you guys want. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. People get out and support Horror Fest. Yes, Halloween. definitely. On parting thoughts, um, this will come out October 23rd. So that means Horror Fest only has one left. Uh, one week left. So, what are the dates on that? The, uh, the humanoids and the yeah, humanoids, humanoids from the deep. Yes, and then, and the, then the 4K remaster of the fog, which is going to look stunning. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Wait. So, in Wichita at the Old Town Warren on Monday, October 28th, a double feature: Humanoids of the Deep and Piranha. And then on the 29th, the final movie of the festival will be the 4K remastering of the original Fog. So. If you guys can come out, I suggest if you want to get your tickets early because this year movie tickets are flying fast. Yeah, I had to have Leaf hook me up with tickets to be able to come to. Uh, yeah, uh, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. I think it was Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah it was Lost Boys. Yeah, because yeah. I had, I called it called it a favor. Uh, thankfully, Leaf was very gracious to help us out. So. Awesome. Cool. Definitely. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um, I want to say thank you, Leslie and John, for having us here. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Anytime. This was Anytime, a lot guys. of fun. Uh, CD Trade Post again, guys. Check them out. Pawnee and Seneca Store. Pawnee and Seneca Store is the best. Buy the bag. Buy the bag. Buy the bag. Very special bag deal going on right now. Do you Just want to talk? check out our movies. Yeah, yeah I mean, otherwise, do you, want to, do you want to plug well, your special, in, the bag special? Feel free to. Well, we do have a great bag special, but if you're a new person coming in, we have other things to offer, and we do have a great selection right now of yeah. horror movies and TV shows, and just come and check us out. We awesome. have games, yeah. we have music, just come in and see what and we got. you can got. put stuff on your wish list if there's stuff Absolutely. you want to find. And what's interesting, too, is you know I was never a big used media buyer <laughs> for years, and then Steven really broke it down for me because he's like, why would you go out and pay 20 bucks for this movie? When you can just go straight to a you know CD trade post the day of release the day of release and people buy it get the digital code and then return you know trade in the physical copy Absolutely. and I'm not a big digital movie guy I love everything but you know movies See, I, I like, like to be the physical. physical yeah That's on me. movies I like physical I like but some it. people take it they they take it home they take the Blu-ray they rip it yeah and put it on a giant hard drive so they can watch yeah. it and then they just. Get rid of the physical copy. Mm -hmm. so yeah. And that's great, where we come still in. Great <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where we, and also, we do have our own line of T-shirts now. Yes, you do. Which I really ones. want people to check out. We have an excellent one just for Horror Fest. Yeah. That was designed just for this Horror Fest. That's awesome. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a, great, uh, a great place. Cool. Well, guys, um, anything to plug? Brady, you want to plug anything? You're listening to any special podcast you want the world to know about? Spooked? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoy those stories. So. Yeah, I do. Yeah, check out Spooked. Um, also, there's a post-mortem with, uh, yeah, his name escapes me, but he was a director, a horror director, and he does a weekly podcast. And hey, they came in and put their card up. 
Really? Well, it's called Postmortem Investigations. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> the card I found. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, wow. I think they're ghost hunters. I'm not sure. Huh. Research wow. that. We will. Yeah. Uh, Mick Garris. Postmortem okay, with yeah, Mick yeah. Garris. Yes. Um, that's, I like listening to that. And then we just found, and I shared with Sean and Steve, the, uh, Elijah uh, Woods, Woods, podcast. Elijah Woods yeah. podcast, which right now they have a two part episode about with, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. That's and, pretty uh, interesting. And they made a video, games. they made a video game based off of their company of that too. Trans- really? Transparence or something. I don't know. It's some weird game by Ubisoft. Huh. But cool. Got pretty, you know, decent reviews. So it'd be kind of cool to check out. Uh, we're going to be doing a charity event here in the next what two and a half weeks About two and a half weeks yeah yep, we're doing wow, it at our <laughs> buddy yeah Corey's house uh we're gonna be playing video games for 24 hours for children's miracle network hospitals through extra life it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna be posting a schedule here pretty soon doing some promo videos for that uh also check out our instagram pages px pxl paranormal you got and, it you got and, it <laughs> uh, 13 nightmares pod on instagram we're gonna be uh, updating that quite a bit as well so definitely check that shit out oh, yeah. twitter as well pxl paranormal on twitter cats out of the bag i boycott mm-hmm. that shit but if you're a twitter user go for it <laughs> you know so you i, I downloaded followers. it and i i don't know exactly what i'm supposed you to are more of an I'm old so man old. than i am I'm yeah. <laughs> well i mean i just i look at it and i'm just like so what's the real difference between this and like facebook other than less just, political drama wait, and bullshit wait brady is that old guy in the fucking regal the regal opening. Yeah. Didn't you know? Didn't, Didn't you know, know that? that? <laughs> What's an emoji? <laughs> In three years, you're going to be outside. Yeah, didn't you know that? You'd be outside of theaters. There's a death curse. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a death curse. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Check oh, out. Guys, here's what? the liquid sage. Oh, yeah. I Leslie has it. her liquid sage. It is here at the trade post at all times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're feeling a little possessed, come by for a spritz. <laughs> yeah. It's a free spritz. You have to ask for the Linda Blair special. <laughs> Leslie will know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, check out the rest of our uh, pixelated sausage shows. Check out pixelated sausage. That's Mark's solo cast. Check out Attack the Backlog, where he plays through his ever growing backlog of video games. Check out Preston. What's my favorite race car Sports podcast? Sports Cars Unleashed. Where if you're not first, you're last. There you go. Hell yeah! All Thank right. Yeah, check out the Instagram. What else you got, Presto? Well, as always, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a beard that can land you in a podcast, check <laughs> out BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for twenty percent off your order and pick up scents like Dundee Cedar, Classic, Fresh, Mint. Sweet Tobacco, Bay Rum, which is my all-time favorite, and Classic, mm, classic which is jam. your all-time favorite. I, think I, yeah. I bought the tobacco one, I'm pretty sure. Sweet Tobacco's yeah. pretty There's not it's a bad scent, to be honest. Yeah, They're all good. Oh, yeah. We're still yeah. waiting on that paranormal line. <sighs> yeah, Dapper Squatch is what yeah. I'm waiting for. It's coming. Yep. <laughs> and also check out our friends over at GunslingerSoap.com. They have tons of great soap. Is there anything else we need to plug? Oh, thank you, Isaac, for the um, DVDs. Oh, yeah. Appreciate Our that. buddy and listener Isaac uh, gave Stephen uh, some some awesome, you want to say what it is, DDP Yoga? Yeah, the DDP Yoga DVDs. Hell yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. He also gave us a really great book that came out, I think, just two years after the Kennedy assassination, which is <laughs> yeah. maybe the earliest Kennedy assassination uh, conspiracy theory book ever written. So we're excited to maybe read that. I say maybe because it's old. <laughs> Ooh, by the way. Be a little rough. 
It's almost Brady's birthday. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit, it is, isn't it? Isn't One it? more hour until Brady's birthday. Oh, We're going to be going to uh, Texas this weekend. Me, him, his wife, and his wife's friend. We're going to be going to Retropalooza. Mm-hmm. Gonna be fun. So we might be able to find that VHS of Fright Night. Ooh, if, if I find it, I'll pick it up for yep. you. Oh, I was yeah. Just thinking that when he said that, I was like, dude, because they're gonna there. There's a guy I just looked. There's a guy up there. He's got the yeah. If anybody, largest, if you guys are looking for stuff, this place. Might he has the largest VHS collection, and he's bringing and he's bringing a bunch of his extras. Well, I mean, on the cheap. Yeah. I'm willing to pay more than five bucks for it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you let me know. It'd, it'd be cheap. You yeah. let me know. I got the DVD. I don't think I don't think VHS is affecting it. Mm-hmm. Some of them are. Some VHS. Some is, uh, some of them are, but like the Black when Diamond. Yeah. Disney <laughs> Disney <laughs> you, you I get, saw some. You get people after. coming in here with them things. The Black Diamond uh, Disney. And they're like this. This is the Black Diamond edition. Someone was advertising that. Really? I know, but oh. isn't that funny though? Like there's the. Like, do, do them really hold value? The, the they used to no. because they would say we're putting them in the vault. And yeah, they wouldn't yeah. release them again for okay. no, no, years. Yeah, but now they're like, yeah, released on Blu-ray. Yeah, but then like people bring in people when I would work here way back in the day, they bring in these VHS to be like these are the these are the platinum edition ones. <laughs> I'm like, it's a VHS, bro. You <laughs> like, and everybody like, else. Like, <laughs> we did a clearance. I believe it was the year I started here. <laughs> we were selling VHSs what we had left. I think it was four for fifty cents. Oh yeah. mercy! Wow. It's crazy because when I when I go to garage sales, like I'll pick up VHS if it's something like the, like I own like all the Back to the Futures, all the Star Wars, all the Aliens, like of stuff on on VHS, so, and they just look cool on the shelf. Yeah. I, re- I recently bought uh, what is it, Little Shop of Horrors. That's VHS, cool. So. That's another movie my grandmother showed me. That's <laughs> a good one too. Yeah, hell yeah, cool. They love. They're hipsters, big yeah. time, and they love VHS. Who who does your your, your it's kids? It's Anthony. Our, our, yeah, our son, yeah. Anthony, and my nephew Dante. In They're Hutchinson. both. Yeah, yeah, they love it. Do so they, they do found, vinyl too? Well, they found a bunch yeah. at this house they were renting. So they went and got a v, you know a VCR for I think two dollars. Yeah, it was they, they overpaid. <laughs> and, and now they they Where just carry it wherever they go. <laughs> They yeah. just carry market. That's cool, though. You know, because, I mean, like, vinyl vinyl sound, it's argued that the sound from vinyl is just the best you can get. The picture from a VHS is not. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it brings back memories when yeah. they were it, it, There is something fun about watching, you know, a movie and having the tracking. Yeah. It's nostalgic. I think kids nowadays are like, what the hell is this? Like, oh, this must be a really cool special effect. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. that filter. Yeah, Steve does. Why does it keep <laughs> just staying there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, I think it's about time to wrap it up. Yeah. What say yes. you guys? All right. Well, I'd like to say cheers to the weird shit and those of us in the world that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. And lastly, guys, check out 13 Nightmares Podcast. The first official episode drops in November. More on that to come. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.